God, we pray for the hands we hold. Pray for our brother and our sister. God, whatever they're going through, bring them out on top. And bring them out on time. And Father, we speak blessing into these hands. God, we decree victory into these hands. Father, we speak right now overcoming in those hands. And God, we pray that when this prayer is over, that God, you will move like only you can. And we give you thanks and praise for in the strong name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. I do give honor and praise to our God, the creator and maker of all mankind, and to his son. Precious Lamb of God who Thank takes you. away the sins of the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who yes, came sir. down 2,000 years ago. Yes, yes, sir. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. Yes, sir. Went to an oversized, undeserved cross. Yes. But he didn't stay dead. Glory, 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 glory. Because he got up early one Sunday yes, morning. With all power in his hand. Not only did he rise from the dead, but he left the Holy Spirit behind and walks with us and talks with us every day of our lives. And we give honor to God for our here being. We also give honor to the Lord for the pastor of this fine church. Pastor McIntyre, yes, sir, it is good to meet you. Yes. And Horace Chapel, I'm not sure who was here before, but I can tell you you're in good hands now. Amen. And we thank the Lord for him and for his wife and her absence on tonight. And also to this fireball over here, to Reverend Moore, God bless you. So grateful for your service on tonight. I I tell y'all the truth. It's good having Mount Zion with me on tonight. I've, I've been privileged to preach in many different places, but it's always good having some folk with you. And especially when they sound like y'all sounded on tonight. Everybody who is anybody to all of the leaders and just to everybody, we thank God for you being here tonight. I'm going to go to the Word of God. I'm pretty sure that you've heard enough in this revival to be saved if you really want to be. And 
So I'm not here tonight to give you anything brand new. I just want to give you a little something that he gave me. Amen. And I believe that if I can do that, we can hear him say, well done one day. Amen. Tonight, thank you, Deacon Daniels, for the introduction. I, uh, I'm always nervous when folk get up and start talking about me. I ain't never sure what they're going to say. But you did a good job tonight. Did a good job tonight. <sighs> let's let's go to Psalm tonight. You might as well pull down the tent a little bit. Let's go to Psalm. Psalm 41. Pitch my tent there tonight. Psalm 41. And as is your custom, I ask that you would stand in the reading of the Word of God. Because surely if you could stand for a man or woman to give you justice in the courtroom, you can stand for the Word of God and give you joy. Psalm 41 tonight. And I want to cut across the field. And go to verse number 11. Psalm 41 and verse 11. And I'm going to. I'm going to read the King James Version tonight. Yours may be a little different than mine. But the content and context is still the same. Psalm 41 and verse 11. When you get there, let it be known by saying, I'm there. Amen. Hear ye the reading of the word of God. By this I know that thou favorest me. Because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. You may be seated in God's presence. And with the time that's been long enough to me, I want to attack the text, the definition of favor. The definition of favor. Would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've got favor. Now that was the wrong neighbor. Say, neighbor, I've got favor. Come on, put those hands together. I suppose tonight I would begin by raising an, a concern. And as a faith leader, as a pastor, as a student of the word of God, I am concerned with this term that we use called favor. I'm concerned because everywhere you turn, everywhere you go, on t-shirts, on people's Facebook posts, 
on television, you hear people talking about favor. And I'm concerned because I don't really know if those that are using the term really understand what faith is all about. Just walk with me, I'll get there after a while. Because when you look at the etymology of the term favor, the word means to bend like a tail. It means to take pleasure in, to delight in. And when you hear people use the word favor, they often make it sound as if God is bending to the will of the individual. I went to the bank, needed some money, and they, I prayed to the Lord and I got favor. I, uh, I, I went out on a date. They smiled at me and I smiled back. I got favor. My, my boss that I don't like didn't show up today. I got favor. But I want you to understand and favor doesn't mean it always works out your way. Because the truth of living is, you can't always judge the favor of God by the circumstances of your life. Because favor is not about status. Favor is not about getting more stuff. But favor, in the context of the scripture, is about surviving your storm. Because when you have favor on your life, it does not mean that you don't have trouble. Favor does not mean that you've got a big house with a fancy car on the hill. Yes. But what favor means is that no matter the trouble I find myself in, God is there to get me through. My God in heaven up in here, I almost shouted out my left shoe because when I look back at my life, the testimony that I have is not that every day has been rosy. It's not that every day has been what I wanted. It doesn't mean that I got everything that I want, but what I can testify is, is that through the ups and the downs of my life, God has been by my side. And I feel like I got some help there already because you can preacher, you ain't got to go another further. But when I look back on all that I've been through, I can testify that it was for the mercy of God, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I would not be where I am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glory, 
Because Ransom would say that God never promised that you would not have no cross or trouble. But what God promised is that no matter what your cross or your trouble was, he could redeem you from it. Oh my. And, and, and I think that has to be, I think that has to be talked about a bit because it's only in this westernized capitalistic America where we have made being a recipient of God's favor about getting more stuff. Because in the Bible, people did not have a whole lot of stuff to get. And so they were not considering getting more stuff as favor because that was Job's concern because when Job looked at his life he said man that is born of a woman has ever a few days and those days are full of trouble because he understood that as people it's often time that we get the wrong idea about favor and now you've got people in the house of God who are serving in the house of God with bitterness in their hearts because they feel like they're not favored when in fact they've been duped the whole time. You've got people here who are giving and going and sacrificing in the house of God and because they don't live like the preacher lives or they don't live like this other brother lives and they feel like God has forgotten about them. But please hear me tonight. Favor is not something that you buy. You can't buy favor. You can't bully your way into favor. You can't praise break your way into favor. How do you get into favor? You have to behave your way into favor. And, and I know, I know, I know that was not what you wanted to hear. But I'm going to give you the truth anyway. Because understand that as a child of God, favor does not come because of what you believe. Favor comes because of how you behave. Because favor is an outgrowth of your behavior. Which is why you have some folk in the house of God that have been there all these years and God still hasn't brought them out. Because they've been behaving like they've always behaved. See, you have to understand that as a child of God, you have to behave your way into divine favor with the Lord. And it's not just a once or twice thing. You've got to keep on behaving and keep on doing what the Lord would have you to do. And that's exactly what I see here in the text because David here is a king. And, and he takes a moment to write Psalm 41 in a dark period of his life. Yes, he, he starts off Psalm 41 with the word blessed. Yes, yes. He ends Psalm 41 with the word blessed. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of Psalm 41, he talks about how broken he is. 
Because you understand, beloved, that no matter how blessed you are, we all have to deal with brokenness. Mm -hmm. Because notice here, he, he wanted them to understand that even though I'm in a dark period of my life, I still know enough to tell God thank you. Lord have mercy here. Uh, because the truth of the matter is, I may not have it like I want it. But faith tells me you can tell God thank you anyway. Even when bills are due, thank you anyway. Even when trouble is all around you, you can tell him thank you anyway. God, even when I'm sick in my body, I can still tell you thank you anyway. Because God, one thing I know is that your blessing surrounds me. And everywhere I go, that blessing. As long as you're still on the throne, I'll thank you anyway. David understood that it, I don't have to be in a bright time to bless God. And, and how much stronger our churches would be if we had some of the saints from the old school church who used to say hallelujah anyhow. God help me here. That it don't matter what I'm going through, I can still lift my hands and give God the glory. And, and, and David here in Psalm 41, he, he says, let me give you a little lesson on favor. And I'm going to show you what I saw in the text tonight. And we're going to be out of here. First thing I see in the text, when you have favor on your life, you can attend to the needs of other people. You can attend to others. Because in verse number one, David speaks about you have to be blessed. You are favored so that you can look after the poor. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I want you to understand there is significance there. Because oftentimes we think that favor is just about you. But favor just ain't about you. Favor is about how you can look out for somebody else. Lord, thank you here. Lord, thank you here. Because it was Jesus who said that blessed are the merciful. I think I got Bible readers in Pender County. For they shall obtain mercy. See, what we fail to understand is that what you do for somebody else, God makes happen for you. And, and here in the text, the Bible says that David said, even in my illness, I still know I've got to look out for somebody else. Because can I help you with that? The reality is there's somebody who's worse off than you are. There's always somebody that needs what you're going through. There's always somebody who needs the story that you've been through. That there's always somebody who needs the test that you've been through. And so instead of you being stuck on yourself, look out for somebody else. And, and a lot of times, a lot of times, we don't have favor because we are so busy focused on ourselves. But I want you to hear God gives mercy 
to those who give mercy to somebody else. Because notice here, your job as a believer, as a child of God, is to look out for those who can't speak for themselves. You better talk back to me right there. See, your job is not for you to sit in here on these nice, beautiful pews and act like you're just waiting for the Lord to call your number. But your job as a child of God is to go out there to the heads and the highways and to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. You want to go out there and lift somebody else's burdens because what you do for them, God will make happen for you. Even when you're in your trouble, you want to look out for somebody else. God, thank you right there. I know you're going through a hard time, but can you help somebody else? I know you're going through a rough place, but can you lift somebody else? I, I know that you don't have enough money, but can you bless somebody else? Because there is no secret to what God can do, what he's done for others who will do. And I got something to show you here. I got to go here uh, because I, I, I don't want to go by this too fast. Because consider the fact David is a king. But he takes time to help the poor. David is a king. But he makes it his business to help the poor. David is a king. And he makes it his business to help the poor. Watch it. Why is that significant? Because what he realizes is my title doesn't get in the way of my duty. And one of the things that has messed the black church up is people getting titles. Because when folks get titles, they forget their ministry. You better talk to him. You've got so many folks want to be president this and minister that and reverend this and bishop that and prophet that and missionary that. Baby, if you would drop your title and do the work of the Lord, maybe the church can go on. You will never see favor if you worry about your job description. Because favor falls on people that go beyond what they tell them to do. You better me. And I God, I wish we had a church of folk that were not worried about what they told you to do. And you see the need and just jump in. God, God, I thank you right there. I know I'm a trustee, but I know they need help with this. I, I know I'm a deacon, but there's paper on the floor. God, I know that I'm a preacher, but they need somebody to help serve. So get your title and do the work. Favor lets you attend to others. But, but, but number two, favor lets you accept your own failures. Oh my. God help me here, man. Because I want you to hear me. Favor does not erase the fact that you fail. 
Uh, I'll do that one more time. You're playing slow tonight. Uh, uh, because reality is everybody, you ain't always so good. I, I will come up in your yard. Yes, I will. And sit at your table. Yes, I will. Come on. The, the reality is all of us in here know the fact that sometimes you don't always meet what you're supposed to meet. You fail just as much as I fail. Don't play with me. And when you've got favor, you ain't got to pretend you don't ever fail. God help me here. You, you ain't got to act like you ain't ever had a bad day. You ain't ever got to act like, God help me here, that you done told somebody where they can go, how fast they can get there, and what they can do when they get there. You got to help me here. And no, you did not use words that they teach you in Sunday school. You gotta be honest about the fact that sometimes I fail. Oh, but the sharp point is, is that when I fail, he's gonna pick me back up. But I wish I felt like preaching right there. Look at somebody and say, he picked it back up again. Watch. Watch the text on the Bible preach. Look at verse number four. David said, I have sinned. Because notice here, it's not my mother, not my father. But, but it's me standing in the need of prayer. Because understand, David is sick, but he realizes the sickness in my body is because of the sickness in my soul. Because a lot of the stuff you're having problems with is not because of your body. Your soul is messed up. And what happens is in those low places that God allows you to get into where you learn about those that are around you. Because notice here, David says, my enemy has come upon me. And who is this enemy he's dealing with? Well, some writers say it was his son Absalom. Others say it was his servant Ahithophel. And the text never says which one it was, so I think it's both and the same. Because Absalom was family. Ahithophel was friends. And you put the two of them together and you got every type of enemy you could ever have. Because if it wasn't your friend, it's your family. Because it had to be somebody who ate his bread with him. My God in heaven. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, most of the problem that we have in our lives is because we have put our trust in the wrong types of people. You don't want to say amen there, but I know I'm right. 
The truth of the matter is we put our stock in the wrong types of folk. And the reality is you have allowed your life to go downward because you trusted folk that really don't have your best interest at heart. Because here the text says these were treacherous folk. You know, people that'll say one thing to your face and say something else behind your back, they were nasty. Folk that wishing you evil and whispering about you when you go to the bathroom. Nasty folk. But notice here, notice here, David said, look, God uphold me in my integrity. Because I want you to understand, Lord, I've not been perfect, but I have been consistent. God, thank you right there. See, 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 the reality is, I may not always do what I'm supposed to do. I may not get there like I'm supposed to be. God, thank you here. But Lord, at least I am consistent. Yes, I am. God, I thank you for that because I want you to hear from me that God blesses you that are being consistent. Yes, 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 sir. And and here, here, here in text, David said, Look, I I know I'm not perfect. But God, hold me up. And here leads me to my last one. How do you know what's this favor mess all about? Not only does favor allow you to tend to others and accept your own failures, but lastly, favor forces you to appreciate God's mercy. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Because what favor lets you see is that God won't let them not fight you. He's not going to stop them from fighting you. But what he does do, he makes sure that whenever they fight you, they won't win. Because, 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 because the beauty of the text is, is that the enemy can't destroy me when God's got my back. Because notice here, favor is rooted in the love of God. Meaning that he loves me enough to hold me when times get rough. And what I love about God is that he doesn't let what the enemy say come to pass. Because here he says, he says, Lord, in verse 10, raise me up. What I want you to do, raise me up. Raise me up so that I can face my accusers. I'm not trying to get revenge on them. Not wishing evil on them. I just want to be able to look them in the face. Because they counted me out. Said I wasn't going to make it. 
Said I wasn't going to be here today. Said I wasn't going to amount to anything. But I'm glad to say that I'm on my way. And I'm growing more and more each day. That there were many who started out with me. Oh, but they've all now gone straight. But I'm still mm, holding on to his hand. <laughs> because notice here what I love about the text is that even in David's misery, he still called out for mercy. Even when I know I've messed up. Even when my back is up against the wall. I still have enough confidence to know that if I call on his name, hmm, he, he will come to my rescue. And I just came to tell somebody that no matter what you're going through, sometimes the only thing you can do is call out his name. Sometimes you will find yourself in a place that you cannot figure your way out. But if you better call on his name, God will come to your rescue. Because what I see in the text is that when you call on his name, God will come to your aid. Oh, yes, he will. That no matter how many times they said that you were going down for the last time, God has a way of turning it around. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he will turn it around. Oh, yes, he will. That was the wrong neighbor. Say, neighbor, he will that's why I get in the lonely. That's why I shout and dance. That's why I get in the praise. Because I told the God that they are turn around for me. Why don't you look at somebody and say, Neighbor, you will turn around. And that's why I praise him. That's why I get in the lonely. And the Bible says in the very text that when you set your face in front of the Lord, when you put God in front of your face, God will put you in front of his face. Which see that if you trust in him, he will look out for you. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, boy, tell them about the banquet. I went to a banquet some months ago. And I went to this fancy hotel and pulled up in my dirty car. And I get to the hotel and I step out and the guy says, I need your key. I give him the key and he goes and gives me a ticket. And I go into the banquet and I have a good time. And I cut out the banquet and I go up to the table and say, I need to pay for where my car was. And the man looked at me and said, sir, you're parking 
has been validated. I said, what do you mean? He said, you've got to, you've got to park your car where you wanted it, but the tab is on me. And I said, God, I'll take you. He said, because that's what favor is. That even when you owe God, pick up the tab. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I know I got favor. Because I don't belong where I am. I don't deserve the blessing that I have. I don't deserve the joy that I have. Because I ain't always been good. But thanks be to God that long, long time ago, he went to a cross called Calvary. And he picked up the path for me. Oh, yes, he is. He went to the cross and but he picked up the tab and because he picked up the tab I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shocks in him he in my mouth my son shall make and he offer and be glad oh magnify oh magnify the Lord will be here and let us exalt his name together from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same who's worthy he's worthy Stand with me. I should have been dead 